So that being said, I want to have two primary scriptures today. I want you to go with me to the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse number 28. Joel, amen, the Old Testament minor prophet, prophet number 2 in the minor prophet list. Joel, chapter 2, verse number 28. And I'm going to preach thematically today. I'm going to preach off of uh, topical, if I could say it that way, teach topically this morning. Um, and this is going to be a strong blessing to you because now that you've mastered the main thing, uh, 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 Pastor Google came in and tuned us up and, and, and helped us to keep the main ingredient, Jesus, amen, and relationship with Jesus. Well, now that you've mastered that, or at least you're on track with that, now we are going to get into concepts and precepts of faith, amen. Joel. Now we're going to get into concepts and precepts of faith because now we have the foundation down packed. This conference has been growing and building on its own blocks. And you would note that uh, we got into Jesus strong uh, uh, the first night and then Pastor Rondi came and brought Jesus up. And how many of y'all know folk got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost? Amen. So we kept, amen. Yeah. Uh, my sweet daughter was praying in the Holy Ghost with me last night. Amen. <laughs> And that was exciting. Amen. So now that you've mastered the foundation, good morning, guys, and the concepts or at the foundation of faith, relationship with Jesus, we're going to pull apart this morning one of the major concepts and precepts of faith. Amen. So go first to Joel chapter 2, verse number 28 through 32. It says, and it shall come to pass afterwards. Now, this is God speaking through Joel. This is a rhema word, a prophetic word, and we know faith begins where the will of God is known. So he says, it's going to come to pass afterwards that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids those days, I'll pour out my spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. And I will show wonders in heaven and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Now we move to Acts chapter 2, verse number 15, and we're going to pull on some concepts and precepts. Of faith. Now, note that Joel prophesies hundreds of years before Peter now stands up and acts. Amen? Uh, everybody said Joel said. Yeah, Joel said. Joel was talking about some things. I want you to look over at Acts. Amen? Chapter 2, verse 15. And uh, all the folks around, the carnal folk, was wondering, what's going on with the church? Man, good grief. There's a, a massive move. These folk look like they're under the influence. And so Peter has to stand up and say, no, the, these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is just the third hour of the day. Amen? He says, but verse 16, and this is where we'll pull our text, but this is that which was spoken. Everybody say, this is that, <laughs> which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Then he goes on and says what Joel said. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall do what? Dream dreams. Well, verse 16, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I want to talk uh, for a few minutes this morning from the subject, the things you've been talking about. The things you've been talking about. And if you hadn't figured it out today, we're going to talk about faith confessions. 
Amen. The things you've been talking about. And I want to reiterate uh, that now that we have foundation, now, now that we walk through the main ingredient, and that is Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things are added. And we learn the Holy Ghost and all of those major uh, 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 foundational concepts of our faith. Now we can get into what you need to be doing by faith in order to make manifest those things in your life that you want to see occur. And I want to tell you in the beginning of this message that your life is a direct harvest of the things that you've been talking about. Amen. Everything you have today, you said at some point in your life. You either said it under frustration, come on, or you said it under inspiration. Y'all, I'm in mental health, and nobody lost their mind without first saying, I'm thinking I'm losing my mind. You're driving me up a wall. I'm afraid not. The things that you've been saying, even Joe said it. He said, the things that I feared the most has come upon me. Well, how many of y'all know he was talking about that stuff? Yeah, at a certain point in your life, you've got to look at manifestations and understand that everything that I'm experiencing today has something to do with the things that I've been talking about. And I want to say it this way, and Charles Capps puts it to us quite clean and clear. He says, the word of God conceived in your heart, formed by the tongue, and spoken out of the mouth is creative power. Can I say that again? The word of God conceived in your heart, formed by the tongue, and spoken out of the mouth is creative powder. Everybody say that with me. Come on. The word of God conceived in my heart, formed by my tongue, and spoken out of my mouth is creative power. Now, God said, let there be, and it was. So everything that you are experiencing is a byproduct of your let there be. Amen. You're going to be rich, you're decreeing that the blessings of the Lord make us rich and have no sorrow. If you're going to be healed, you're decreeing that by his stripes, come on, Isaiah 53 and 5, I am what? Healed. So everything that I'm going to experience by faith is due to the creative power that is in me. Go with me to Romans chapter 10. Amen. And uh, let's fan this out a little bit and look at verse number 10. If you're writing, faith is developed in the heart. Somebody shout, we're learning faith. Yeah, faith is developed in the heart. Amen. For with the heart, man does what? Believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto what church salvation. salvation for the scripture says whosoever believe in him or on him shall not be ashamed well back to verse number 10 where is faith developed with the heart man does what believes, believes. with the heart amen and luke 6 says it so well out of the abundance 45 of the heart the mouth speaks are you seeing this? So with the heart, man believes unto righteousness in this context, but with the mouth, uh, confession is made, and you could say unto your evidence, unto salvation, your soteria, whatever you've been believing for. Yes, first and foremost, salvation, getting born again, amen. 
getting saved. Everybody say Jesus first, right? But the salvation, what you're trying to call in, your new job. Amen. With the mouth, I'm confessing, believing I received the biggest salary I ever made in my life. Amen. The heart-mouth connection. That's why the psalmist said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be what? Acceptable in thy sight, which means I must then govern what my heart meditates on. This is good stuff this morning. I said, I got to govern what my heart meditates on. Amen. And that's why Joshua told us in Joshua that uh, chapter 1, they were in on his word, will I meditate day and night. Come on, and I'll have what kind of success? Good success. Amen. Because what I'm meditating on is what I'm going to be talking about. Everybody say the things I'm talking about. And the more I talk about the good things I'm meditating on, the more they are being created in my here and now and my future. Somebody say I'm talking about some good things. Amen. Yeah, you know, I look at my sweet wife this morning, and I'm going to use her, and I got my best friend here, and we're just going to have some good time with some things that they have talked about. You know, First Lady, before she got married, uh, she told me the story of how she continuously told her best friends uh, that her husband was coming. I'll be meeting him real soon. She went down to David's bridal. Come on, y'all know these testimonies. And she tried on dresses. Amen. And uh, she continuously conversated about what it was going to be like to be married. She conversated, y'all, about the four kids she was going to have. She talked about all that she knew God was going to do before she ever made it manifest in her life. Well, it was buried right here. Amen. It was in the center and core of her heart. And ultimately, the things she was talking about came to pass. Now, y'all, we boast only in the Lord. And how many of y'all know we're not materialistic? But, you know, I remember my wife talking about a Mercedes Benz. How many of y'all know she talked about that? Amen. Uh, she talked about she talked about what that was going to look like, what that was going to feel like. You know, she was enjoying the Honda, but she continuously talked about what God was doing. And how many of y'all know God did what he had already done? Are y'all catching this today? Amen. What are you saying, Pastor? You got to get a vision and an insight on what God has promised you. Amen. You got to know what the will of God is. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You got to know what his will is and then begin to talk about what God wants you to have. Amen. That's going to come from the word of God. Like the prophet Joel, that's going to come from the rhema word. Back to the text. These are the things spoken about by the prophet Joel. And y'all, when did it manifest? Years later. Everybody say, time is not my barometer. Now, if you're writing, there are three primary phases of faith. No, you were talking about this, dear. You talked about everything you lived. She talked about her quality of life. Amen. That's prophetic creation. I was so blessed on uh, Thursday night, Sister Cassie, who is in a very similar spot. You know, you know, when you've lived through something, you can stand back and watch somebody else's video and see some similarities. Amen. Well, I see something similar in her. And uh, she came up to me Thursday. I didn't send her to do this. Amen. I, it wasn't under my prompting. Uh, we preached about this. But she had gone down to the bridal shop. 
Everybody say same pattern. She goes down and she prices her wedding dress. She tries on her stuff. And then she came and showed me a receipt and she said, or invoice, she said, Pastor, my tassel, whatever you call those things, happens to cost $320. Are y'all in here? You think God's just liking to tickle people? I think he likes tickling people. But what's your point, Pastor? You can pattern yourself off of somebody else. Y'all, when you can't get a word from God, find somebody else who got a word from the Lord and lived it out and say, God, you're no respecter of persons. If you can do it for him, you can do it for me. Somebody give God praise in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. When I'm still learning how to hear from God, how about all I got to do is find somebody who heard from God? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then go to Acts 10, 34. No, he's no respecter of persons. God does not hand select people to bless. No, his favor is the same for us all. And if I do what Sally did, I can get what Sally got. Somebody shout hallelujah at me. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Somebody say, I'm going to start talking about some good things. I'm going to start talking about some good things. We're going to start talking Come about on. some great things. Come on. Come on. Amen. Come on. That's what Acts says it in Acts 2.16. But this is that. This is it. See, when you get in your manifestation, you're going to be saying, this is that. It came. This, this is that. This is what we were talking about. KCC, we on the campus, and this is why we never get tired of talking about it and shouting about it, because this is that. This, this is what, when we was in the school, setting up equipment, no, this is that. You on the carpet, you on the chair. This is that. Amen. These are the things that we were talking about. When you turn your broadcast on every day, this is that. It's not coming. Everybody say, it's here. God's not getting ready to do anything. He's already done. Somebody shout, this is that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus. It's too early in the morning to get happy. But this is that, take your seat, which was spoken by Dave, by Linda. That's what you've been talking about. You know, when you manifested that, that great job you got, you were talking about that. This is that. Amen. This, this is what we've been talking about. So that means I sh then if I'm not getting what I'm hoping for, should change my banter. I should change my conversation. I should change my speech. But I can't do that, back to Romans, without changing my heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going, yo, you can't even fake it. The mouth is going to say, what's it? it's like ragu, y'all remember that? It's in there. So I got to reshape my heart. I got to transform my mind. I got to transform the canvas of my insides and start seeing stuff bigger than where I am right now. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is that, the things we've been talking about. Write this down if you're right, and I said it, but I want you to have it in your notes. Never allow time to govern your emotions because manifestation is always closer than you think. <laughs> Never allow time, is that all right, to govern your emotions because manifestation is always closer than 
You think, you know, dear, when you went to prayer that night, it was closer than you thought. Manifestation is always closer, <laughs> amen, than you think. So you're not allowing time to govern your emotions. I look not at the things that are seen, for the things that are seen are temporal. But I look at the things that are not seen, for the things that are not seen are eternal. And the things that I'm going to talk about are the things that are not seen. What is the evidence of faith? The things that are not seen. Not the things I have. Y'all, I'm talking about right now, and I thank God for the campus, everything God has done, but I'm already talking about next level stuff, man. No, we, y'all, I'm past the community building. I see that being built. <laughs> Are you in here? That's not faith anymore. Because I can see touching and feel it. It's not faith anymore. Amen. I'm past that. Hallelujah. Now, how many of y'all know we pressing in on airplanes now? Come on, somebody. Because I got to preach in Houston in the morning and be back to Charlotte to do increase night, and I don't need to wait on American Airlines to get me here on time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What if he had an evening service? Yeah. We don't need to be checking in, stripping down. Come on. Getting felt up by the back of somebody's hands. Amen. Come on, take your seat. Now, the key to manifestation, if you like writing, <laughs> the key to confessions being made manifest, excuse me, is our understanding of our current position in God. All right, we teach in faith, right? The key to confessions being made manifest is our understanding of our current position in God. Somebody say, I have authority. I have a spiritual posture, a spiritual position in God that gives me access. That is the key to the manifestation of my confessions. Now, y'all know I like taking you through the word. So go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16. And I'm in New King James 16 and 17. And I want you to see this because when you start understanding the blood covenant, when you understand uh, who you are in God, what these mighty men of God laid foundations on, who you are in Jesus. By the way, Joe was talking about being spirit filled. How many of y'all know we've been talking about the Holy Ghost? Yeah, when I pour out my spirit upon all flesh, that my people would be filled with the Holy Ghost. They'd dream dreams. They'd see visions. They'd have wonders in the earth, all kinds of things happening. Amen. And I believe that those things that would happen uh, for Israel in this context would have been good things. Because he just talked about the great things that were coming. He already dealt with judgment in the first two chapters. Amen. So how many of y'all know God has restoration? He'll restore the years. Come on, somebody. It gets you back on track. But that being said, you got to know your positioning in God in order for the heart-mouth connection to take place. Look at it, and let's walk through this thing. This is the covenant that I make with them after those days. Everybody say covenant. Promise, says the Lord. I'm going to put my laws where? In their hearts. Well, where is faith developed? In the heart. So I'm going to put my word in their heart. Amen. I'll put my laws in their heart, and in their minds, I will write them. Somebody say, you got to change the way you think. Come on. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So goes he. No, you can't manifest airplanes. Come on, thinking hoopties. Come on. You know, if it were me, and I got a prophetic word that I was going to meet my husband in 45 days. 
I tell you what I'd be doing every single day. I'd be making confessions, praise, adoration, and I'd change my mind about God's ability to get stuff to me fast. Because it don't take God all day. Amen. I changed my mind. If a man of God told me I was going to be a billionaire by the end of this day, amen, how many of y'all know my neck is stuck out, I'm looking, I have expectation, and I would rewrite the script of my mind, understanding my posture in God. Somebody shout, God wants me to have it. <laughs> amen. You got to change your mind. So he says, then he adds, verse 17, their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. What's the sense in going through all that revival on Friday night getting cleaned up only to go back there on Monday wondering if God's going to bless you? No, I cleaned you up. I put the foundation in. I tuned you up so now you can step over into your rights. And to what I have for you. Everybody say, I'm not leaving anything on the table. So now go to verse number 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness. See, there's a certain way you act when you're a son. Oh, y'all get that. Glory to God. Therefore, having what, church? Boldness, boldness, boldness. No, my wife can come to me and say, dear, I would like to have because she has a position. She has a, a boat. I can go to my best friend and say, brother, I'd like to have, Pastor Gould, I, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like to meet you for boldness. I have access. You can come to your pastor and say, pastor, why? Because we have covenant. We got boldness. My mother took sick. Will you pray right now? Because we got access. We got boldness. Can you put your faith on my faith? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I got access. Well, then how do you deal with daddy God? Glory to God. Somebody shout, I got a blood covenant. So what am I doing with gross on my body when I got a blood covenant that says it's not supposed to be here? I doom you. I curse you. I confess. That by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Ask your neighbor, what do you want? <laughs> now we're going to get into the fun part. Amen. Take your seat. Having boldness to enter the holiness by the what of Jesus? Blood of Jesus. See, that's why this preaching this week has been so good, because it's all by the blood of Jesus. And see, my message was written before they ever preached, so this is just synchronizing. But it's all by the blood of Jesus. We can, by the blood of Jesus, get access, and we can get things done in our life. Right? So since I can get into the holies of holies by the, everybody say blood of Jesus, by a living, new, excuse me, and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, here it is, let us draw near with a true heart and what kind of assurance of faith? What kind of assurance? Oh. Do you know what full assurance means? It means it absolutely is going to happen. The things you've been talking about. Full assurance. I feel like talking this morning. Full assurance. I got it. It is good. Y'all, the things I'm talking about right now, when I tell you airplane, I'm going to be boarding my own plane. It won't be long. Full 
assurance. There's nothing in me that's one. Y'all, you get past car stage after a while. It ain't nothing else to buy. Come on. But you're moving to another level now. <laughs> Full assurance. Amen. Somebody say it's coming to pass. No, you built a church. Now build a whole plaza. Full assurance. Have a food car open. I'm talking about some things. After faith conference, have, have a food car open so that people can get Chinese food, Italian food, and all kinds of sweets late at night. Hallelujah. Full assurance. The kingdom is about dominion. Slap somebody high five and tell them we're taking over in Jesus. And I don't need 10,000 people to do it. No, no, no. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Full assurance. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, give him glory in this place. Hallelujah. I believe this is a hallelujah. good time to begin to talk and thank him for all that he's doing. Begin to praise him for what you're moving into. Begin to thank him for the new baby. Begin to thank him for the new healing manifesting in your body. Full assurance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, take your seat, please. Then he says, let us hold fast to the confession. To the what, church? What are we talking about this morning? The things you've been talking about, faith confessions. What are you going to hold fast to? The confession of your faith. But how are you going to do it? Without wavering. Everybody say, I'm not changing. Don't care what my body feels like, I'm not. Don't care what my bank account looks like, I'm not. Don't care how my kids look right now. Come on. Somebody say it hadn't happened yet, but I've been sending laborers and angels their way, and I'm not changing. I'm holding fast to what God promised me. And he said, great shall be the peace of your children, even if they are adults. I'm not changing. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I just feel a great anointing for breakthrough in this place. You ought to give them praise, give them glory, and declare I'm not changing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you've been talking about, what God has already done. And look at somebody and tell them, and I'm not changing. Come on, take your seat. We've been talking about you got to know your posture. You got to know who you are in God. You got to know your placement. You got to know you're not an underling. Hallelujah. You got to know that you're not a stepchild, but we have been adopted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the promises and blessings of Abraham belong to us. Somebody shout, it belongs to me. Genesis 13 and 2, and if Abraham was rich in livestock, silver, and gold, why can't I? I'm preaching faith this morning. I said, why can't I? Amen. Somebody say, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. Yeah, come on, take your seat. We're almost home. So this is so important because your posture in God is diced up really into two domains, and we're almost home, and these are all series. We'll get there later. But righteousness and holiness, two different things. Righteousness and holiness, two different things. Now, I really want you to get this academically. We preach in revelatory and academic at the same time because you got to know it so you don't get frustrated. Very important. After the faith conference is over, you got to know this so you don't get aggravated about anything that hadn't happened yet. 
All right. Two main buckets that believers live in, and we really live in both of them if you're doing it God's way. Righteousness is so uh, important because it is an unknown, un, excuse me, unearned status in God. Unearned. Ephesians 2.18, you read it later on, but unearned. Our righteousness is of, of, of him. Jesus makes me righteous. I didn't earn righteousness. Righteousness comes from the blood of Jesus. I cannot earn it. Can't live well enough. Amen. While I was a sinner, Christ died. My best is still as filthy rags. I don't earn righteousness. Different bucket, though. Holiness. Holiness. And this is where the grace movement is missing it hugely. Because holiness is a decision to live separate for God. Two different things. Righteousness, I don't earn it. I'm righteous because the blood of Jesus. Everybody say, once I really get saved. Yeah, I got to be born again. I'm righteous. Amen. But holiness is the rinsing off. It is the decision that I will not do the things I used to do because when I get born again, my flesh does not get born again. My mind didn't get born again. I have to transform it by the renewing of my mind, and I have to decide that I'm going to live holy. Hallelujah. Holiness is a decision. Now, the grace of God helps me to live holy. That's what grace is for. Grace is there to help me to live right. That's holiness. Holiness is not a movement. Holiness is a lifestyle. Amen. So when I become righteous, amen, I can then accept my posture in Jesus. I can come boldly before him. He hadn't condemned me. I can ask for anything. But holiness is going to be the fuel to my faith. Let me see if I can help you with that. When my kids have been good, they have no problem asking me to go to Starbucks and get their Frappuccinos or go get ice cream. Because in, in themselves, their conscience is not condemning them. We're talking about holiness, right? They, they feel like, you know, that's why you can go to that wedding shop. Because you just feel like, now, Lord, I, I ain't been having no sex. <laughs> How come? How come I can't go down there by faith? Everybody say holiness. holiness. Uh, come on, what's up? Isn't that how it happened there? What, what's up? How come I can't be, you know, when I started this church, I said, well, you know, how come I can't have the best? Why I need a storefront? I, I'm not doing what these other guys are doing. Well, how come I can't be the guy that's just, what, what's the difference? The difference is holiness. <laughs> that's the difference. The difference is loving the things of God. The difference is showing up at Planned Parenthood, come on somebody, and speaking to inanimate objects in the name of Jesus, knowing that God is backing you. That is holiness. But righteousness is access. I'm going to say something that's going to help you, you know, or, or, or make you study. There are people who could have manifest stuff, y'all, eons ago. They kind of half living right. They still could have manifested it, though, if they got up in faith because righteousness makes them worthy to have it. Now, they still can go to heaven early, die young, and all kinds of other stuff. But faith, y'all, faith works by the love of God, and righteousness still gives them access. Amen. But there are some other things. Pastor, you're twisting our brain. Yep, you got to come out of your cerebral. There are some other things that's not going to happen to you until you get into holiness. Because God's going to look for somebody with a perfect heart. Y'all know that's one of my favorite passages. Amen. That's going to honor him in holiness. Righteousness, holiness, two different things. 
So righteousness does not give me the right to sin willingly. Just because I'm righteous in him. No, since I became righteous in him, I don't want to grieve the Holy Ghost. And these commandments are not grievous. It's not hard for us to only kiss our wives because we are into holiness. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Can you go with me to 1 John 3 and 20? I think that means something. 1 John 3, 20. Let's go to, let's go to a 320 scripture before we close how about that? First John 3.20. I'm looking in New King James uh, because you need to understand, y'all, that faith, it, it begins in the heart, rather. It begins with the will of God, but it's formulated in the heart, and this is so good, and this is going to get many of you into manifestation. Everybody say, we preach in faith. No, now today, it's okay for you to get your new job. You can get it now because Jesus is back in his proper place, right? Now, you're not going to get a job signing marriage certificates. With two men, are you? Because Jesus is in his rightful place. Your passions are right. Right? Amen. Are your passions right? It's okay for you to have money now, right? Because Jesus is in his rightful place. When they start worshiping in another 20 minutes or so, you're going to be worshiping Jesus for who he is, not just for what he's going to do for you, right? That, that is why you're going to praise him today, right? Amen. So that being said, let's help you develop faith. And help you understand how your confessions work. I'm almost done. 1 John 3.20, verse says, For if our heart does what? Condemns us. This is why I told you about the people who were righteousness that still could have manifested stuff. God is what? He's greater than your heart. He's greater than your emotions. You know? It takes us time to recover from incidents and accidents. But the minute you tell God you're sorry, boom. Righteousness, boom, kicks in. But you're still not necessarily ready for the next thing, right? But if our heart condemns us, God is what? Greater than our hearts, and he knows how many things. All things. Beloved, if our heart does not, here it is. If my heart does not condemn me, everybody shout holiness. holiness. If I'm living right, my heart's not going to be condemning me. And what's that going to make me do with daddy God? Have confidence towards my dad. I'm going to be able to go before him and say, now, Dad, <laughs> not that I got to convince him, but, Dad, you know, I've been sowing. I've been loving you. Got a pure heart. You think it's okay if I have that? <laughs> and he's going to answer back, man, I told you come to me boldly. Son, you come to me boldly. Amen. And your faith is not because God didn't have it for you two years ago, but your faith is going to catch up with what God already did. Because now your heart's not condemning you. <laughs> Amen. And this is why we don't get in sin. This is why we don't sin willingly. This is why we don't believe in greasy grace. Somebody shout hallelujah. Look at verse number 22. And whatever we ask, we receive. Everybody say whatever. Those things in his will, we understand that. You abide in him, he abide in you. You ask what you will. So you're only going to ask what he wanted you to ask anyway when you are abiding in him. Everybody shout, get the tape. <laughs> Amen. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we do what? Keep his commandments. Don't stop reading. And do the things which are pleasing in his sight. So there must be a connection between me manifesting my confession and doing the things that are pleasing. 
that pushes my faith up. That gives me an allowance of grace knowing that God is doing it. God's manifesting this thing. He's moving. He's already moved actually by faith, but just so you can understand it with the carnal mind, God's moving. God's coming my way. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, God's coming my way. Come on, in my last few minutes, and I actually have more time, but I don't think I need it this morning. In my last few minutes, I want to give you three phases of faith as I, as I believe it and as I've studied it. And um, <clears throat> then pastor can pick this up and take it even deeper later. But three phases of faith. Now, we understand we're preaching about confession, so you all know principles we've taught you here in the ministry. James 5, 15, 16, you confess your faults. How? One to another, pray for another that you might be what? Healed, amen. That's when we confess stuff to people so we can be restored and made better. And then this morning, I'm talking about uh, uh, phases of faith or phases of confession in faith, amen, pertaining to those things that you want to see made manifest in your life. Is that all right? So let's look at three quick phases and then let's close this out, get ready for, for the train that's coming. Three phases of faith. Number one, conception. Number one, conception. Number two, progression. And number three, manifestation. Number one, conception. Number two, progression. And number three, manifestation. Now remember now, Acts 2.16, but this is that which was spoken. Spoken. We're talking about confessions. We're talking about things you're speaking. Right? So in all three of these buckets, all three of these phases, there must be some things that are said, Kim. There's some things I'm saying in all three phases. In conception, I'm saying what God said. Very critical faith principle. Because I'm never releasing my faith on something off the whim. The Bible says you ask amiss. All right? You don't receive it because you just want to consume it upon your own lust. So I'm not just confessing that I want a new plane or something just so that I can tell people I got an airplane. No, you, you actually want a plane so you can fly and do ministry and touch the world for Jesus. Right? I'm not asking amiss. I don't just want to consume upon my own lust. Well, what is this whole conception concept? Conception, y'all, stay with me, is about you agreeing with the will of God in that situation. And if you don't know the will of God, the first thing you need to do is back up and pray the prayer consecration, not my will, but thy will be done, and find out what his will is. If you lack wisdom, ask it of God. So God, are you wanting me to have that to begin with? Because if you try to conceive in a barren place in the spirit, you're just going to get aggravated. Because that's not where God, y'all, where you, I want you, this is so powerful, and some pastor's going to get this tape by note by the spirit. Do you know the land where Judas died, where he was killed, was cursed? Did y'all know that? So I'm going to give you a parallel here. So for some church to come later on and try to even erect a good mission there would not work because that land has been cursed. <laughs> so see, sometimes you're trying to believe you receive for a job at a company that funds an agenda that God hates and is cursed and they're going down anyway and God don't want you there. That land has been cursed. I won't use any names. We've had that happen really in this proximity. Some major ministries going back. Y'all, there have been ministries that try to buy some of those cursed properties 
and to this day they still in court because those pro they're cursed God I mean when, when Ichabod happens y'all the glory has departed I mean you may as well wrap it up because that is cursed right so I need to be conceiving and praying for that which is blessed, Amen. that which God is doing right now. Amen. Amen. You at KCC, how many of you know you in the blessed land? Amen. Oh, yeah. You in the commonwealth. <laughs> Somebody got that revelation. I said you in the commonwealth. Yeah. Amen. I wouldn't leave this church. If the Lord was correcting me, I'd say, Lord, do whatever you got to do. If it takes six years, thank you, Lord, because I'm in the commonwealth. I, I, I'm where the anointing is flowing. Amen. Amen. Right? So first it has to be what God is saying. Faith begins where the will of God is known. That's been in faith camps for years. Everybody say conception. I must say what God has said. Number two, progression. Progression is the season of waiting. This is where most people lose it. They lose it in progression. They lose it in the blade, the air, and the full harvest. They lose it in the Mark 4 principles. They lose it in progression. They lose it on the way. Y'all, there were so many mighty men and women of God that God called, but in progression, they got off track. In that, in, everybody say the in-between. Y'all, it's all about what you're saying, the things that they talked about, Y'all, imagine this. Joel prophesied this hundreds of years before it's now coming to pass through Brother Peter in the church. Are you hearing this? <laughs> On the day of Pentecost, they had been up there for a minute waiting on the promise of the Spirit. Abraham and Sarah, y'all, Isaac didn't just pop out. Now, you got to read a few chapters before that brother came out. And all kinds of slips up and mishaps and all that kind of good stuff. But then they still had time. Time, that time window. I'm telling you, and I don't mind sharing, you guys are God's sheep, your mom, I'm your under-shepherd. But if I can give you one of my biggest strengths, it has always been a high tolerance for time. Time has never thrown me off when God has said something. When God tells me he's doing something, I care less. It might be 10 years from now, but God said it. Amen. And I'm not, changing, I'm not changing course. I'm not doing anything. What did God say? And that's why Hebrews 6, 12 says, imitate those who receive by faith and patience. They got the promises through what? Faith and patience. No, you can't give up in between. How many of you know if you get a degree in six months, it's not accredited? <laughs> come on somebody come on some people want to go to Harvard to get a certification come on just so they can have the name on it no you got to finish the four years amen and when God is making you this will bless some of you here I'm being pastoral when God is making you and you know on a Friday night you hear it's not quite time yet that's when you go back and you tell God thank you thank you thank you Lord Jesus the Bible says that you would be baptized with the spirit and with fire, which means God purify me. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but purify me. So God, I thank you for my in-between. 
That's the season of progression. You can't look at Pastor Gould and start to think, oh, 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 I'm going to have that anointing next Monday. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost all week. <laughs> that anointing's going to be on me Monday by five. Pastor Ronnie, no, you're not doing that. Uh-uh, it ain't coming like that because it's a season of progression. Zechariah says, he has tried me as silver and gold. He's refined you. He's put fire on you. Amen. And it's not because you ain't got a theology degree either. No, it's progression, y'all. Whatever you believe in God for, you believe in God for a husband, you got to be saying some things in progression. And this is when you start doing faith talk. Not just he's coming, but Lord, I thank you that he's already come. Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you that my children, we know we can't override the will of another man, but I thank you that my kids are being nudged right now by laborers and angels, and I thank you in the name of Jesus, they're going to walk these aisles any Sunday now, they've already came. And then if they don't walk these aisles, they're walking somebody's aisles. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, it's already done. No, during progression, you're watering your seed with what God said again. You're watering him. You're just saying, Lord, yep, I got it. I believe I receive. And let people make fun of you. They're going to say stuff like, yeah, you still believe? And yeah, I believe I receive. <laughs> you know, when my counseling practice was broke down and dilapidated, you know, folks used to laugh at me. They said, man, you still want that old cruddy building over there? And all these things they would say. I said, yeah, I still believe I receive. And I'd still go out there and lay hands on it. And I see the unsafe sign, but I don't look at the things that are seen. Come on, somebody. Well, how many of y'all know it came? I believe I received. No, you got to have creative power of words. You know, big brother is here today in that season of progression. And I'm telling you, if there is anybody in this world that knows how to work with little or nothing, this is the man. <laughs> Amen. We have a little fun now. I'm almost a manifestation. But years ago at the church he and I were elders at, he was a youth pastor. I'm telling you, this man of God made surround sound out of a building that was built in the 1800s. Come on. And I tease him all the time off of some equipment he found on the side of the road somewhere. Is that not true, brother? I mean, he had a tube base. And y'all, I'm telling you, this, all this stuff came out of spring cleaning stuff. Folk had just thrown away. Pastor Rondi found it. And he, I mean, he had low voltage wires going, and, every, and it's working, man. That's a compliment. You got to know how to create something out of nothing. And you're in between progression season. How to take something and make it into something. Come on, we closing? You might be in progression this morning, but you won't be in progression always. Because it's going to come to pass. Yeah, remember now, and suddenly, right? And suddenly, but it wasn't suddenly. It felt like suddenly once it finally came. Amen. <laughs> but you got to deal with fully come till you get to suddenly. And if I'm in my progression or fully come, I'm not going to give up hope. Then last but not least, and we close. Come on. Number one, three phases. What's the first phase? Conception. Now I got to get pregnant first. Amen. And then you get pregnant and you don't have the baby that month. That's not how it works. 
Come on, you go through hot seasons, all kinds of, oh, my God, I see my wife do it four times. You just, oh, my goodness, you want to eat this, you want to eat a whole pizza now, and then you might eat something. <laughs> Amen. You're going through progression. Amen. Right? All right, so pregnancy doesn't give me birth the same, the same month. But first conception, then progression, but then manifestation. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So, Pastor, what are we doing in manifestation? Praising about it which is still talking about it. We're praising him with the fruit of our lips. What do you mean, Pastor? The psalmist said, publish his works. Never get tired of talking about what God did. The old Baptist hymn said, each victory will help you some other to win, right? So you're just talking about it. You're frequently talking. It. You're bringing it up everywhere you go. It's just, yeah, man, you know the Lord did this, the Lord did that. Yeah, did you hear about and people be like, man, you're talking about that same story from five years ago? D did you hear I met my husband? Yeah, y'all been married for 26 years, but let me tell you how God did it, though. I, I don't know if y'all know. Let me, tell you, let me tell you how it came into, you know, I went to prayer one night, and, and, and as I was going to prayer, I was one out of five people, and I just didn't know. I didn't know anything that night. You putting up new websites every year with the same story. Go check this site out, man, and just read about what the Lord did. Did you hear about that tumor that got dissolved that was on? Come on. No, we're talking about it. We're we talking about the van, over the bus, over and over again. We're we talking about the new property over and over again. We're talking about everything. Y'all, we, we talking about little things, small things, big things, huge things. Why? Because that gives God glory. <laughs> that gives God glory. I thought this would be a good time to say thank you, you guys, for something that happened about nine, I think it was nine months ago now, but I think it would be a good time. I don't know if I said it, but I'm going to say it now. I just want to appreciate you guys because back in October of 2018, it was, a few people stood in this aisle. In fact, the man that preached that day happens to be here this morning. And some folk gave me some money. I just want to take a moment and tell y'all thank you. I thought that would be good to do today. I, I didn't know if I said that yet. You know why you guys crack up over that? Because it's just been said that often. Well, you know what? You ought to make God laugh. God ought to hear about stuff he did for you. Oh, my God. He just ought to hear about He just, every time he turns around, yeah, Lord, you know that car you gave me? God, you know, you know that, that child you let me have? God, I still remember when. And you know what he'll do? You start communing with him. He'll say, what do you remember? Man, I remember that time when I was so sick, they had to call the ambulance, but I told them don't send them. But you healed my body. <laughs> Amen. God, I still remember those things. Lord, you know what? I, I'm going to do some of this today. Jesse Planets calls it fellowshipping with the vision. You know, get your chair out and just sit outside and just look at everything the Lord has done and, and become so reflective, so honorable. God, I just appreciate you so much. You talking about it. Because as you're talking about it in faith, I'm telling you, God is a personality. We're closing. That's that sound we talked about. Yeah, just between us. He's a personality. Amen. And he's going to get tickled. You're building him up. 
Amen. And you're honoring him in manifestation. Y'all, as I look at this audience today and I reflect on this faith conference the Lord let us have, and you do know we did this for you, right? Y'all knew this was just for the body. This is what it was all about. Amen. But I said, Lord, you mean to tell me you let these two giants come preach at my church? God, I just want to tell you thank you. I want to appreciate you. I'm going to tell him thank you. But God, I just want to tell you thank you. You know, Lord, you've been good to me. You, you, you let that happen here. God, I just want to appreciate you. You know, my kids got filled with the Holy Ghost. God, I just want to thank you. Amen. They'll never forget that. Never, ever, ever. They'll be up preaching one day. And they'll say, these are the things we talked about. Back in 2019, I was at a faith conference. And who knows, by that time now, we're not going to heaven early, but we may be by that time. And, and they would have been preaching for years. And, and oh, and Lauren would be saying, and my dad's best friend was in town. Amen. And I got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. So when you get in manifestation, you're thanking him. On your way to manifestation, you're talking about it. In order to get it to conceive, you're talking about it. Amen. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be acceptable in his sight. Well, brother, that's my leg of the faith conference. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet and lift your hands, and let's do something right now. Let's begin to talk about it. I want you to talk about things God did. Come on, we got time. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Come on, somebody, talk about it. Come on, come on. Oh, let them hear your voices. It's okay. Let your neighbor hear it. You know, Lord, I had an incurable disease, but you cured me. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you got me in the right church. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that was disastrous where I came from, but Lord, I want to thank you. Oh, watch Pastor Gabe. God, thank you for good members. You know what, Lord? I could have been preaching to nobody this morning, but people came at 9 o'clock. I just want to tell you, thank you for that. That's a small thing. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you for my best friend in the world, Lord, that's just always agreeing with me for something. Thank you for my precious wife. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for my sweet mother-in-law. Thank you for my kids who are, oh, I wish somebody would get some gratefulness. You know, that'll make praise and worship real easy today. Come on, we're not going to be in church long either, but come on, somebody give them adoration. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, it was you that got me through college. Where you at, college students? Come on, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for how you healed Maria. I remember when she battled three, four years ago, and look at her today, God. Hallelujah, looking like a million dollars. God, I tell you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the praise team, God. Thank you, Lord. Come on, Damon, we remember. Thank you, thank you when we have to lift drums in every Sunday. You changed that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These are the things we talked about. Are you seeing the message come together? These are the things we talked about. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Tony, today you're going to walk in your house, and the first thing I want you to say is, this is what I've been talking about. This is what I talked about for the last two years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for my baby. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We believe we receive full manifestation in the name of Jesus. These are the things we've been talking about. We will not give up hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. We stand. We stand strong. We speak to the womb. We decree the full fruition and manifestation. 
are the things that we've been praying for. These are the things we talked about. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There, go lay your hand on Shantae's womb. I just want her to increase faith. She had a dream about the night that you manifested your baby. Amen. So I want her to lay hands on your womb. God, these are the things we talked about. What you been talking about? Come on. Come on. In this moment, what you been talking about? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What you been talking about? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Teresa, I knew you'd be here this morning. Teresa, Teresa, right here. And keep worshiping, saints. If you got a heavenly language, pray in the spirit. God loves you. He had already spoken to me about you before we got here. Stay consistent. Stay here. Stay in it. He has not forgotten you. No more hope deferred. He has a plan for your life. And better is on its way if you will work his plan. Stay right here. Let Pam mentor you. And you're going to come into greater than you've ever come into in your life. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Pray in the Holy Ghost and worship him. The things I've been praying for. What you've been praying for? Come on. It's faith conference. I, I, I believe it was strategic that Sister Tony's house closed on the week of faith conference. God's not a respecter of persons. Who else is closing on something in the spirit? Come on. Your new job in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Good news coming your way, Melvin, in the name of Jesus. You answer it. You've been faithful over few. Thank you, Lord God. And God is manifesting. He's got things in the works for you right now. You'll be testifying about it real soon. When you get the phone call, the first thing I want you to say to one another is this is what we've been talking about. In Jesus' name. These are the things we've been talking about. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise his name. Praise his name. These are the things we've been talking about. Hallelujah. I didn't have time to really fan that message out. If I did, I'd tell you about the time when I was in the McDonald's line. No, I wasn't in the McDonald's line when I was talking to my brother. And I told him, I said, you know, day is coming when I'm going to be in a Honda. And I'm going to be going through the drive through at McDonald's. And my daughter's going to be in the back and she's going to tell me she wants a Happy Meal. Those are the things we were talking about. <laughs> well, one fateful day, years later, I was talking to my brother on the phone. And he said, but wait a minute, bro, where you at right now? I said, I'm at McDonald's. He said, where's Lauren? I said, she's in the car. He said, you remember we talked about this? These are the things that we were talking about. People coming in, y'all, the traffic jam that's going to be on Freedom, those are the things, Sekou, we've been talking about. The folk coming through the door right now, these are the things. You know, it, it, it's, it's nothing wrong with living in West Charlotte. We got a church in West Charlotte. I got a business in West Charlotte. It's a great place. Don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But dear, when we lived in West Charlotte and we only had a couple of rooms to walk in and out of, <laughs> but you were so gracious and patient with the oven that only had two eyes working. Come on. Two eyes working, making, what's that, Viola? And other things and being so diligent and cooking a full meal and pot roasting and all that kind of stuff 
I looked at a picture of that the other day. And then the Lord shifted you to a theater room and more TVs than you can count. Well, these are the things <laughs> that we talked about. Oh, I wish I had somebody that would receive this one. These are the things we were talking about. Oh, when you preach at my church, when you come down, these are the things we talked about. It's here. getting better oh I won't tell your whole testimony but when you had to move out don't worry because you're moving in real soon these are the things that you talked about when we recover when we get on our feet again somebody in the room today you were catching the bus and it was hot outside and you said one day I'm going, you remember that those days, dears? My wife, she doesn't mind it. She used to catch a cab to church. See, Pastor, she knew something about that poverty you preached about. Her and her sweet mom, is it okay if I testify, Mom? They get water dropped off to them using a neighbor's power. Oh, yeah. Mom, you raised four beautiful daughters. All of them own their own homes and at least three of them. And, and now you in a great home and and you both drive luxury vehicles. And these are the things you talked about. One day, one day, one day, I won't have to live like this. One day, I'm catching the bus now and it's hot. But if I stay faithful over this job and work with all my heart, I'm going to drive one. Will you drive the church today? These are the things you talked about. These are the things you talked about. <laughs> oh, give them glory, church. Give them glory. Give them glory. were a waste of time. I thank you that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And our lives will never be the same. And God, you're so good and gracious that you're going to give us a part two. <laughs> you're so awesome, God. And I hear you. I hear you play soft. The Lord is saying something back. He's saying, I'm giving them more, Gabe, because they're craving it. Because you hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'm filling you up. God will meet you where you are. If you'll meet him early, he'll meet you. If you'll meet him twice, he'll meet you. You know, if you get out of church today and you keep worshiping him, come on. I believe Michael Pitt said he'll give you the next sentence, Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> he'll meet you. He'll give you more. He'll give you more. He'll give you more. He'll fill your cup up. This is where the saying comes from, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Y'all, God's got more than you can contain. He told me to tell you that I'm giving them more because they want more. Hallelujah. If you want more, come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I was praying, we lift our hands now and we come in agreement that the best for our lives is coming in the natural. We already have it in the spiritual, but it's coming in the natural. God, there are people in this room that have passed levels and tests and, and we've overcome the morality tests and we've overcome other tests, God, but you are not slack concerning your promises concerning us, God. Whatever you say you're doing, God, Whatever you speak, you bring it to pass. So as we segue into this next service, you're not done. <laughs> Ooh, that's a rhema word right there. 
You're not done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're not done. You're not done. God says, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. And we thank you. And we praise you. We haven't driven our best vehicle yet. We haven't lived in our best home yet. We haven't got all of our loved ones saved yet. You're not done. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord. So, God, we're going to praise you, and we're going to talk about it. We're not going to tell people what pastor did. We're going to tell people what God did. We're going to, we're going to, talk, about, we're going to talk about it more and more. God, when we, when we think we're done talking about it, we're going to talk about it again. Because these are the things that we talked about. I'm ministering by the Spirit. This is inspiring faith. Last night, as we got ready to turn down, after that mighty move of God at the abortion clinic, we come home and fall asleep. The Spirit of God is still ministering, so just receive it. Don't worry about it. We're we going to be on time. And we're not going to have a bunch of extra stuff today either. We're going to get in this word. But um, we come home. We fall asleep on the couch while our kids watch Pure Flicks, play with Play-Doh, and, and eat some uh, good food and things of that nature. And um, I just want you to talk, see the things you've been talking about. And so we come out of that space. My brother, check on my brother, make sure he's doing well. Of course, he's blessed and prospering and God's smiling on him. So didn't have to do, do a bunch of extra entertaining, which I would have loved, but uh, he's doing great. So I'm home resting. I fall asleep. We wake up and, and ready for the things you've been talking about. My wife says, dear, I believe I'm going to go outside and clean up my car. <laughs> and she goes outside. She begins a fellowship with the vision. Come on. <laughs> She's fellowship, because those are the things she talked about. And, and, and then I begin to think about some of the things I talked about. I said, dear, you know what? The kids are watching the Pure Flicks. I think I'm going to go for a run. So I go for a good brisk dog all tree through the neighborhood. Then I come back from my run and put my swing trunks on. And, and, you know, we got the prime property in the neighborhood right across the street from all the clubhouse stuff. So I said, dear, I'm going to walk up here, and I think I'm going to swing some laps. These are the things that you were talking about. And I come home and I get in my basement and I get ready to fellowship with this word we're going to minister today. And my brother calls me and he's on fire. He starts downloading stuff. And oh, we spend 35 minutes on the phone. And I say, Lord, well, that's fellowship. That's Conania. Amen. But then we get in this word and we get ready for the day. Oh, and then I get up and I go upstairs and my wife is ironing clothes and she's getting things ready. Well, dear, you know what? And this is going to bless somebody. These were the things that you talked about. They're here. I don't know who I'm ministering to even through the stream today, but you've been believing for babies and you're believing for manifestation. Y'all, they really come to pass. The things that you've been talking about, the quality of life that you talked about, the salmon that we're going to eat after service today, those are the things that we talked about.